I'm Dan Broskell. And I'm Dave Geller. And we are the co-hosts of What Do We Know? What Do We Know is a free-range podcast dealing with wellness, education, sports, personal stories, and more from two guys who know a lot about certain things, but not a lot about others. Your hosts are Dan Broskell, a longtime educator, compulsive runner, and father of five. And Dave Geller, a pediatrician with three kids and an amazing Maine accent. Good afternoon. It is Monday, September 19th, 2022. My name is Dan Broskell. It's like 2021 all over again here virtually with Dave Geller for episode 77 of What Do We Know? Dave, how are you today? I'm great. We were back in person last week. Now we're back virtually this week. It's all good. Whatever happens, happens. Uh, a big a big day for Dave Geller, who last night was honored the man of the year, Temple Amuna and Lexington. It was my great pleasure to be there with you, Dave, um, as you were honored and we ate some good food and your family was there and your friends. And uh, you must be feeling pretty good today. Yeah, I'm really riding a wave of emotions, um, processing it all. I didn't expect it to be, I appreciated the honor. I didn't expect it to be such a, a, a wonderful and meaningful event. I, mean, I expected it to be good, but it was great. Um, because who was there in the room? You know, from my best friends, honestly, my family, my mom, myself, um, you know. Other Several guys. former guests on this podcast were there, David. Several yeah. former guests on this podcast. Yeah. Dave Landis. David Landis setting. We had a Brian Cutler sighting. It was pretty solid. Mike Rosenberg yeah. sighting from our friends in Bedford, right? My best friends were there, you know. And, pretty um, good. Pretty good. Really meaningful. So, yeah, thank you for being there. Thank you for the words that you spoke. Sure. Not many people get to hear words like that, um, you know, when they're still on this earth. And uh, I appreciate it. Really great. Well, thank you. And of course, we had seen each other the day before, David, when it was a double, the double whammy of, of Yankee Doodle Day in Bilbrica and Bedford Day in Bedford. Saw you at the tail end of Bedford Day. Yep. Uh, as we broke down your canopy for BP. But I think it's a successful day overall for everybody. Yeah. It was a great, you know, two wonderful events where our, our office, you know, sees lots of families and patients from both uh, Bilbrica and Bedford and other towns in between and surrounding. And it's great to be part of those days. We have a, a huge, um, you know, contingent at the at the Bill Ricca, um table because we have a lot of Bill Ricca staff, um, of course, and families that come to us. And Benefit Day, as always, is a great day. What a, a great great turnout! Um, just wonderful to be there. Awesome weather. You know, we the uh, we really appreciate everybody that came by our table and said hello. And interested families that might want to join the practice. Just great to be part of the community. That's really I, we just like to be there. So you, nice. couldn't, you couldn't spin up a more beautiful day from the weather. It's like 75 degrees and sunny and uh, yeah, just delicious. Yeah, and I see you and your family out there. And there was a, some, you know, a famous, famous celebrity sighting I, I heard and saw on your... Oh, besides, uh, uh, besides me and you? Besides, yeah, besides, yeah, yeah. Rosgall and Yeah, and, and Nancy right. Cargill made her annual appearance at, at, uh, at Bedford Day, which was nice. And look, looks the same as she did when she won his silver medal. So that was pretty cool. But, you know, for the first time, I think, ever... Since you've been in Bedford, we missed both the parade and the road race because we had uh, three soccer games and the bat mitzvah and just could not sort of line everything up. So I arrived at town day about 1145 and actually for the first time stayed till the end uh, yeah. and got, got to enjoy some of that. But I, I don't think I told you, Dave, the story of the missing baseball. Did I tell you the story of the missing baseball? Um, you might have started it, but feel free to. So the, I mean, the, 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 it, the story ends on Bedford Day. It begins on Wednesday evening when I got a text from. Uh, my friend Mike McAllister, who's like, hey, have you seen the post about your baseball on Facebook? I'm like, uh, no, like, where has it been? And it's in the Bedford Mass Today group, which I left sort of in the middle of 
um, intense political upheavals in the town and and uh, and disagreements and arguments. I just don't need that kind of drama. But somebody had found a baseball at Page Field, which is near our house, which had Brosco written on it. And we have wrote our in, names was it on it. In a glass bottle? Was it like a little? It was not like a, a baseball with our name on it, which we probably, you know, we have probably 70 or 80 like named, you know, or, or lettered balls, just from like uh, batting practice and teams over the years, which are just littered the sort of fields in town. But this guy from Burlington like found the baseball and it became his quest to like reunite it with its owner. So he posted like on the Bedford MA page, like, hey, does anybody know the Broskill family? This might be very special. It's a it's a pristine ball. The stitching is great. It's not waterlogged. And of course, I'm not in the group, so I have no idea. So then like he sends me a message, but since he's not a friend of mine, it gets stuck on like the old like hidden messages folder. Ah. Meanwhile, like he's tagged like a million people. We're getting emailed and texts about him. Like, I'm like, well, I, I appreciate that. I finally I messaged him back. I'm like, I appreciate the fact that you found this ball, but like. It's not really urgent. If you want to like leave it on the bench at Page Field, you know, feel free. He goes, no, I, I really want to get it to you. And when I was a kid, I lost a baseball glove and I always swore to like return sports equipment to its owner. Meanwhile, the Facebook page, the comments have gotten out of control. People are like, are you serious, dude? Mike Rosenberg says, put, th- put that ball back in the Hall of Fame. Everyone's going to town. And then eventually he sends me a message Friday morning at 6.30 saying, I just dropped the ball. To, I dropped off the ball at the police station at six thirty <laughs> in the morning on Friday. So my wife goes. My wife goes into the station on Saturday just for kicks, and she's like, uh, "Do you have a baseball?" And Officer French is like, "Oh, we were waiting for you. Here it is." And every other person at Town Day was like, "Hey, have you have you been reunited with your baseball yet?" I'm like, "Actually, we have, and here it is." And it was just it was this amazing like internet moment. And I'm like, "Is this really happening?" And it's not that important, but it became so important to this guy. And I, I guess there's a happy ending. So just give me a uh, space for a couple of questions. Did um, Elizabeth take a photo op with the baseball and the, and the delivery? Of police I think she carried it around town day with a bag saying, yes, like, thank you for asking. We have it back. <laughs> Second, what, did this person find the ball in Bedford or Burlington? He found it. He was walking in Bedford at page field, either, either with a dog or on his own. And like, you know, just found the ball with their name on it. And started Facebook's like, throw it back over the fence. And the guy's like, what oh fence? God. I'm like, the, the Broncos, fence in yeah. the baseball field, dude. Like, come on. And so. third question, he had a, an experience when he was younger about that, that has has um, made him return lost sports equipment. That's that's just great. We should have him on the pod. I was about to say he's not coming on the pod. <laughs> wow, is he still in, in your in your conversation with him was not public. That was like offline the, the, it was a facebook message back and forth because i accepted him as a non-friend like this you know, a message request. it was weird man it was a little bit weird but i guess there's a happy ending you know so you never met this person face to face no no can we arrange this, this is i weird. think it's i think it's probably better that way i might just start spreading brosgo balls all around the area and just see who and seeing what happens them. right <laughs> sure if you sure. find me call call this number. <laughs> it's not it's not it's not the it's not the kindness rocks it's the brosgo baseball oh, there you, you go know? with the brosgo balls my goodness. So that was, um, I guess I put a, a cherry on top of Bedford Day, <laughs> just in some sense. Oh, man. No, but, um, but then fireworks in the evening, which were spectacular and loud were, and dramatic. Were they and, as uh, good as last year or better? The about the same, but like the, the winds were blowing differently. So like we were sitting really close and um, like at the middle school and most folks sit up by, you know, by the town center and like the, it, it would go off. And then like a minute later, they, it would rain down pieces of cardboard you know, from fireworks, like, oh, that's different. Hmm. Uh, but it was pretty cool. So good. a nice, a nice second year of uh, fireworks and yeah, quite nice, actually. Them. We heard them across the border in Lexington. Sure you did. Sure you did.
Uh, other than that, what else happened this week? The Orange Line is back in service, Dave. I'm sure you're happy about that Thank after its month-long closure. That. That's been great. I'm um, the reflection on how we celebrate that, and you re- whereas you know the tea is just an absolute train wreck, haha. Still compared to transit uh, systems in other cities and countries, you know, I guess that's fine. Um, congratulations to James Roskell, who won re-election to the Brandeis Senate in a three-person race. Uh, two two folks were elected, including him, and very excitingly, he's now the, he's now the chair of the dining services committee. A lot of stuff here. So, so what was his what was his his campaign slogan? I don't know. He I mean, you know he made a Facebook page and and posted about the work they did last year and took it very seriously. Right. So I'm very happy very happy yeah. for him. But I, but I told he, him like, you know, you know like, all, I think no matter where you go to school, like you think the food sucks, and you know they they change vendors from last year to this year, but they're still kind of this general discontent with a new provider and i said to him like james like just so you realize like in big systems you know james is you know change is hard um so you know temper your expectations but like don't you know don't advocate for what you think is important he's like oh i know so he, i think he's fired up for food and other senatorial services so go james oh, so he beat out a lefty or a bedford person i don't know where they were from well, i thought you said that he, he he was running against a local so there you go oh no there's a uh, two other folks in this there's so like one the, there's so you went to Brandeis. I went to Brandeis. Like, yep. I mean, I like food. Like, how bad was the food when we were there? Like, what would you rate it? I loved it. I think it was, I, fun. was great. I, I think it was. Well, I mean, you. Well, I mean, for you, kosher man, you're like this is this is the greatest thing in the world. I was in heaven. I was in heaven. Like, I, so I didn't. I didn't keep kosher. I mean, it was it was sufficient for my needs. You know, I guess. I mean, even when I was at MGH, you know, eating at you know 10 p.m. or 11 p.m. <clears> in the cafeteria, I was happy with that food. So I don't know, but. Change have you good. Be, have you have you became have you become a more picky or less picky eater? I'm not. I probably I, I I've opened up my palate. I'd say in terms of like the foods I never used to eat, like olives or um, uh, cranberry sauce. I mean, I I'm not. You didn't used to eat cranberry sauce. I didn't like it. It looked kind of shame to me. So like I you I watched this. You know, I'm late to the game, right? I watched the the Great British Baking Show and how right. they how they pick apart these foods. I'm, I'm sure that anything that anybody made, as bad as it was, undercooked, flour there, running eggs, I still think it was delicious, you know? So I'm not that picky. Well, I guess that's good to hear. Because I was, I was talking to some kid at, at Bedford Day, because I, I spent an hour, like, just walking around talking to people and kids trying trying to hire, actually, some more high school kids to work for me. Yeah, yeah. And, some ki- and some kids, like, I was talking about, you know, Orrin and James. Says, oh, I know this kid's like, I know James. Like, how do you know James? Like, you're 15. He goes, oh, I, I eat at Brandeis every Thursday with my grandfather. I'm like, ex- I'm like, excuse me? He goes, yeah, he only keeps kosher. So we go to Brandeis every Thursday to, like, eat. And I'm like, and you, and, you just, and you just ran into James? He goes, yeah. I'm like, well, that's an interesting story. This kid from Bedford. I'm like, okay, well, I guess. And then he, like, and how's, then, the, how's the kosher he, food? And he extended his hand and he said, could you please sign this baseball? Yeah, that's exactly right. Please return this baseball to Frostgol at Brandeis. People used to go in there, like, yeah, just for lunch. Like, I remember people coming in. I there. guess you can. I guess you can still do that, right? Huh? Or the kosher line. And it was all you could eat, so it was a bit. It's like a buffet, you know, Brandeis buffet. So all good. I. I mean, I'm not sure if that's still the case. Maybe it's still the case. Maybe James um, will bring it back if it's not the case. Maybe well, James maybe should we, work. James should go into cover and work in the cafeteria and infiltrate the system. Did you ever work in Sherman as a as a student? You did not. I I was hired for one day, and then I one whole. Yeah, no. And, you're, I, and you're like, yeah, I've, I've had enough. Thanks. No, no, thanks. My dad said you should get it. I said, ah, come on, get a job. And then I I said, oh, I got a job at the cafeteria. 
And he's like, he's like, I appreciate that, but maybe you don't have time for that, you know, with your studies. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> um, thanks. Uh, I know. Rabbi. I should, I should <laughs> thanks, Rabbi, been, for encouraging. Not I know it would have been better for me to um. But yeah, but I, I might tell you this, but the, 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 the rabbi who was in charge of the kashrut, you know, overseeing the kosher food at the cafeteria was a friend of my father's. I knew him well. But actually, he actually came, did my father's funeral, actually, which is, came up to Auburn. Auburn. Uh, who was that? And I'm blanking on his name, but I'll think of it. Um, yes, you will. Um, speaking of things that are changing or perhaps not changing, what, what is the current status of telehealth, David? Um, are, you, are you still doing telehealth yes. or is it, there's a tapering actually, off or can you still I, do it? What's going on? No, we can still do it. We can definitely still do it. Um, I mean, they rolled it out. It's a great question in terms of pre COVID versus during COVID and post, but I mean, we were not doing it at all pre COVID and they rolled it out ASAP why within a week when COVID shut everything down for us to do it and allowed us to get paid for it. That was the big thing is we, yep. we you might've been able to do it, but it wasn't always HIPAA compliant and reimbursable unless you were doing concierge medicine or had like a fee for it already a fee-based service for it. Um, but as of now, we're still, we're still doing it. And, and there's definitely been talk about retracting it now that the, you know, the um, emergency is gone, but I think that it's been such a great thing for um, us delivering care that it's hopefully going to stay in place and um, still be covered by insurance. The, pr- the, the main issue was which visits, you know, were being done by, telehealth and were they appropriate visits like people having ear infections diagnosed to be a telehealth with an urgent care center or uh, someone having a bronchitis diagnosed over, over the you know so it was really wasn't the best we try to avoid doing it that those things that that way um, but there are some visits that are, are way are very well served via telehealth like um, behavioral health um, some rashes um, just discussing different things so hopefully it's going to stay in place and covered all right how many telehealth is are you doing are you, are you doing that regularly is it depending on the week I, mean, or? I probably do um i mean our psychiatric nurse practitioners do many of them because yep. some, some patients young adults it's, it's way easier to do it this way um, especially if they have a relationship already formed in person versus coming to the office we have a lot of kids um, who need different medication follow-ups who are at college locally. It's way easier for them to do it this way. We're probably doing each of, I probably do at least one a, a day or every other day. Um, and doing through the office, we're doing many during the week. And it's a great thing because on the fly, someone calls up and says, my kid has a rash. And we're like, we'd rather see them versus, you know, just do it over the phone um, or at least see the rash. And we can just do a quick um, virtual visit and usually diagnose things pretty well. Having said that, it's much better for in-person for full, you know, a, a complete exam if needed because yep. some stuff is better diagnosed looking at ruling out other things by an exam. But, but we still do a lot. It's, it's been well. It's been good. I love that. Have you gotten your flu vaccines yet? You, they were not in last week. We got, we got them like Tuesday last week. Whenever you, oh, excellent. Like all of a sudden, we, they just showed up. They were late this year. Um, we how many, how many did you get? A couple hundred, a couple thousand? What'd you get? That's a great. I'm going to, I'm, I should know. I'm going to guess, you know, a few, four, four to 500, uh, uh, at least, you know, we are waiting for a flu mist, our nasal spray to arrive. Oh, is, is that, ba- is that back on? I thought you couldn't do that a couple of years ago. About three, four years, four years ago, they pulled it from the, uh, they, they, they pulled it from the, you know, from distribution because they felt it wasn't as, um, good coverage as, uh, prior years. Yep. 
but that year too, I can tell you the injection wasn't that wasn't that great coverage too. So they pulled it, they brought yeah. it back a couple of years later. So at least for two, three years we've had at least two years we've had it in the office. Um, and I, I like I like the spray. I think it does a good job of coverage. And that's coming in next week. The the, the um hopefully this week. The the vaccines came in late, not late. This is like when you expect you should have them by September. Uh, we got we got 19 plus like for older people like yourself right. yeah, a couple weeks ago right um, yeah first week of august but yeah no we, we we're full throttle we have a couple flu clinics coming up soon we have an outdoor clinic um that we that we've been doing now with covid it's it runs really smoothly just kind of drive drive drive, by, drive through uh yeah i think you can get out of the car for a second but another nice thing is our developmental pediatrician dr diana wasserman has a therapy dog Oh, that's right. Comes to these clinics and the kids love her. Oh my gosh, that's spectacular. Um, we, we should make a bet, me and you. The wager should be like, when will you see your first flu patient, flu case this fall? Um, well, when, when, when is it usually October, November? When is usually rolls roll through? You, you ever watch MASH, the, the TV show MASH? You probably did. Uh, I, not, not as much as you did, that's for sure. In yeah. MASH, there was, if I, if I get this correctly, they were, they were getting the, I think the baseball, um, scores um like a day later after the game was played or hearing yep. so they so people had already known if they had been able to tune in the radio or it was vice versa what the score sure. was they were betting sure. on right so sure. they had the scores already so just to be honest with you we've already had we um, already had flu oh yeah, last week flu a um wow and yeah already we've already seen a seen a few cases of it so, so it, it was only like a couple of months because, I mean, there was flu up until May, right, this year, wasn't exactly. there? <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. So you, had, you had June and July and August off and flu's right back here, huh? Yeah. And we were testing off and off for certain kids. Not a lot wow. of kids tailed off. So we just had, we started. Wow, that's testing. crazy. Yeah. Somebody was really, pretty sick, actually. Like, you know, not sick, like, you know, but sick enough where they were, you know, chills and <clears throat> fever and, you know, you would, yeah, it wasn't COVID and it was flu. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's back. It's back. It, it barely left. What's interesting well, because you were talking about last year how we had a ton of B flu B in December right, and right. a ton again in in May. You wonder if it comes early, will it burn out early? But you, you obviously, no. You know, it just it cycles. So well, well you described COVID as smoldering. I think flu is just smoldering right now. Oh, yeah, huh? yeah, flu's back. You know, it, at least at least at least the flu follows the schedule, right? We know when shortly <laughs> this well, comes and goes. Take that back. Actually, May was yeah. late, but um, yeah. So it was, I mean, here we go, Dave. You're you're a smart guy. So at this point, when someone walks in, do you know if it's flu or COVID? Or you you're still you're still they, they, they present the same way. Present the same way. How about strep? Same way or different? I mean, classically, sore throat. You know, yep. you know with certain you know things on exam that are different, like how their throat looks, the swollen sure. hands. You know, so but so I'd say that strep strep can be really mild. So there's, there's yep. definitely crossover between strep and flu and. Sure. Um, and covid but it, yeah so it's it's a little bit of a mishmash i'd say well dave i mean you, you and i both know you you've seen now you've seen the the flu strep covid combo so now you know that looks like too looks like a broskel <laughs> not, not this one though yeah if you ask me what does it look like i tell you it looks like one of your kids it looks like looks like a small child around the approximately third grade unbelievable <laughs> wow um did you learn anything this week david did you learn anything interesting did i learn anything you learn anything interesting interesting I learned, um, I'll send it back to you. Did you learn anything this weekend? This weekend? Oh, um, well, I mean, I guess it's a combo. Like, what did you learn slash were you wrong this week? Um, 
uh, uh, I would say that the, the, the president just said that the pandemic is over. <clears throat> I will just suggest to you that it's it's not. <laughs> There's a lot of COVID still sort of rolling around and yep. blowing through town and households. So I think I learned that, yeah, there's it's certainly not uh, not gone away yet. And, um, you know, I guess that's what I learned this week, you know, intensely. So yeah, that's, I what I got. Say, that's what I got. Yeah, I would say, I would say like, just I, I'll, I'll answer your question, but in terms of yeah, the pandemic, I mean, I think the the height of emergency and fear is should be gone. Yep. Um, but the virus isn't gone. So I, I guess it's be semantics to me, right? I agree with you. This, this virus is, the, the, is just going to keep on going and going. So what did I learn this week? I learned that um, even though you, like, I've had a lot of cow woes over the past um, month or so. And even though you find the nail, pull out the nail, <laughs> plug the hole, you can still get a flat tire in the same <laughs> tire. Who, whose car is this now? This was the car that we took that trip to the Berkshires with. Um, every week, every week, man. Yeah, and I come home from So remember, remember at Bedford Day today when you, that on Saturday when you nicely came by and helped me break down everything? And, I, and you of said, the car? I'm like, way over there. I said, remember a year ago when I, I opened up my, my hatch of my pot and I ripped off the back handle? I, like, oh, I forgot that. Like the whole thing just ripped off from rust. I'm like, great. So I had sure. a tape. Remember, I was driving around for like a year with a taped handle back there. Like, well, it's like the it's like your other car that whose handle I broke. <laughs> exactly. So, so then I so so I had to um replace all my tires on my Pilot to pass inspection. Um, yep. Then I came home from Bedford Day after I told you, oh, at least my this car's working, and and I find like a big screw in my my tire. So I've learned that you can. It's just. You just never know what you're going to drive over. I think people got to pick up their pick up their screws, pick up their nails, um, pick up their their um, you know the old masks, pick up their dental flosser things. I'm sick of seeing the stuff everywhere, but I can ride over those and not get a hole in my tire. But I got to get I got to get two tires fixed now. Nice. Um, what else did I learn? What else did I learn? Um, you know, I think I think you know, coming back to you know, we didn't really talk about education and, and school stuff, but I think you know, as I as I said to James, change change takes time, and uh, you know, in reflecting on my eight eight years of service on this committee, um, you realize how hard it is to to make change, right, in big yep. institutions, right, um, when you have to work with people and in lots of constituencies, and I think. Uh, I'm trying to sort of take stock of like, you know, other than, you know, COVID in which I felt like our role was very important and influential and we got to steer a lot of conversations. I feel like when it comes to school, like it's really, it's really hard to get things done as, as a single person, you know, and I think that's, uh, it's important to realize that you know, like we are, you, you must be humble. Um, and also I think that can also be frustrating. Um, and, uh, and I think I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to make myself feel like the work that we're doing is, is important and consequential uh and, and in line with what i'm trying to do um and that's that's how i'm sort of set my expectations for this year as i head towards the end of my third term so we had our first meeting and i'm like yeah here we go again and you know what what can we do and how can i focus my efforts in a way which i think i'm gonna get things done that, that i want to get done and uh, that's tough sometimes that's tough so yeah there we yeah. go about, you know, i mean i think that's the kind of in the back of my mind like what do i what did i learn like we had this night <clears throat> this nice night last night and you know what I one of the things I take from it is it, it's 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 important to be kind, right, and respectful, and, sure. and that goes a long way in this world. And you know, and, and you don't have to try. You, some people are just are kind, and some people have to try to be kind. And I think that when you're in a position like yourself, 
you know, be respectful and to try to make change um, and push for the what you feel is right, but in a in a in a in a, in a respectful kind of way, it, it's tough, you know. And and some people like you can do that, and some people can't. You know? and right. Well, and then it's then then it's always like, well, are you too nice? Yep. And I feel, I mean, I feel like I mean, this is not about you know. I think our situation, our community, uniquely, but I think that you know, kindness can intact, you know, um, engender complacency, and yep. you know, things are kind of good enough. And I feel like we should always be striving for better. And, you know, I think we, we got you know, appropriately stuck in a moment of like COVID is here and it's emergent and we must deal with it without looking too far forward. And I feel like, you know, in some ways the president's right. We, got, we have to, we have to look forward and say, you know, where are we going? Yep. And not just dwell in like the lament of what we have lost. And um, we talked last week about, you know, test scores were declining, right. But not the test that we use here in Massachusetts. So we don't know what happened here yet, but like enough, like where are we heading, you know, and that, that's where I want to go. Um, and not just sort of wallow in this, lament of covid and, and and disruption and chaos that we've been going to and just let's just go ahead and and and, and look and look to the future so that's what i'm trying to do but, you know that that can be hard when we're when we're dug into this political climate and i will just say dave i don't know if i told you this but i guess my serious florida man comment is that many of you and maybe dave has noticed the story about uh stories about andrew andrew warren in florida who was a federal prosecutor in hillsborough county or the state prosecutor who governor DeSantis fired because he said he would not enforce, you know, some of these sort of fascistic laws that they're trying to in Florida. Andrew is my college roommate, um, good friend of mine. We're not that close, you know, right now since college, but now he's in Tallahassee this morning fighting DeSantis about like, you, you cannot fire me from my position and make Florida into this fascist republic. And, um, you know, I think, you know, when we saw David Landis last night, who, by the way, is brilliant and amazing and so articulate and so compelling and I think made everybody cry, but I hearken back to our podcast from two years ago, right around now, and I said to him and to you, like, you know, when the courts start telling us that elections don't matter, um, like, th that's the Rubicon. I'm like, we got to go. And, you know, for 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 Florida, like, we've we've sailed past that. And when you have, you know, a, a, a candidate for governor here in the state saying, I'm, I'm not going to accept the election results, parentheses, if I lose, like, what what are we doing, David? Like, what are we doing? So, you know, that's crazy for this state because that guy's going to lose by 30 points. But it's, it's a little bit frightening. And like, I'm not going to lie, I spent last week looking at real estate in, uh, in, in Hamilton, Ontario and Haifa saying, like, you know, what if, just what if, right? We are, we are teetering uh, on the precipice mm. here. And it's very discouraging. So Florida sucks. I'm never going there again. I said this to you. Uh, go Andrew against Governor Zant. Hopefully he wins. That's Whoever crazy. loses will go to Atlanta for appeals right away. But if it goes up to Washington, I got no faith in that heading in the right direction, and that's very scary. So I'm kind of I'm kind of jaded uh, and upset about the whole thing. So wow. there you go, buddy. Well, hope 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 he does well. Yeah. So all of you, if you, have, if you haven't seen Andrew Warren, Google Andrew Warren. Uh, I know his wife and him. We all we all live together. You know, my junior year, crazy. Um, unbelievable what's happening. Unbelievable. But from Florida to Freiburg, from Florida to Freiburg, Dave, you must be going to the Freiburg Fair in a couple of weeks. I'm actually going. Good to go. I'm hoping to go. Yeah. What two weeks? First week in October. What are we doing? Yeah, it's like um, I think it's like, I think it's Columbus Day weekend. Um, this, the, the the excuse week, me, what weekend is it? it? It follows. It goes into Indigenous Peoples Day weekend. I'm sorry. The who? Yes, Indigenous. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Sorry. I think it's I think it's the week before, isn't it? It starts. It starts the week before Indigenous Peoples Day. Oh, nice. And then, it, so we're gonna hopefully go on that the ninth. Isn't it Lexington Discovery Day? 
Yes. So, right, you are just a man of the geography. Um, I just like knowing what's going on. So he yeah, it, start, it starts on the second and goes through the next weekend. Exactly right. So Daddy it's just coming, is it's, it's, dancing. It's, it's, Daddy's dancing Saturday morning. Like she did that, and we're gonna then we're gonna go up Saturday afternoon, um, probably to New Hampshire, and yep. go to Columbus, go to uh, Freiburg Fair. But uh, I got some I got some good news for you. Ready for the good news? What's the good news? If if you hurry up, you can get to the uh, the, the four o'clock ox pulling at the Freiburg Fair on October eighth. So I told you about my pig scramble last year, right? You did, and I said yep. if you win the pig, they send you home with it. So be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, the ox pulling. Yeah, I would love to see some of that stuff. I don't think Maddie will, but but the key on the Sunday, then we go. You get a bed. Yep. For a, a, a base rate, you go on any ride you want a million times. Just there it is. Well, the, again, that 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 pig scramble day, ten thirty a.m. on that Sunday, so you can make it for that for sure. How even walk into that? That was amazing. And you can and, and the best the best you can go right from the pig scramble to the eleven o'clock Catholic mass if you want to just to, just to mix like it up. A little Dave. church there, honestly. A little no, church, right literally there. right there. There yeah. it is. And I in the last day year, I said, "Where the Jews at?" And nothing. Well, there's no minion enlisted on Saturday morning, Dave. I apologize. But there's there's got to be there's got to be a there's got to be a Chabad tent there somewhere. There's right? a lot. There's a lot of fried dough. Just saying. No fried matzo. No well, I think I think that's absolutely fine. So go go yeah, sort of that. This go is, for the pig. Go for the pig strip. Oh, remember last year we were talking about the gunny sack, right? Yes. And I was like, hey, I was like, hey, what's a gunny sack? And you're like, oh, it's a burlap bag. And I was like, oh, who knew? <laughs> now I know. But you 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 brasgals love the apple picking. I can I can right now just sense and feel the the weather up there in the fall. It's something special. Oh, up there, it's beautiful. Oh. Have you yeah, been yeah. to Freiburg Fair before? Never. I mean, all these fairs are amazing, I'm sure. Even the King Richard's Fair, which I've never been to. Uh, but you, I'm sure the Big E is amazing, right? That's the big one. Well, that's the biggest I, fair. You know who I think? You know who I think dressed up and went to the and went to King Richard's I Fair two saw weeks ago? Mr. Was, was was it the Venuti's? Yes, I think it was Jeff, Jeff, and uh, oh, and, Marcy and Tara good. and Porter made a whole show of it and went down to the King Richard's Fair, I think, or like two weeks ago even. I'm like, nice job, everyone. Good. I got to tell you, um, well, it, I was going to say, there's nothing like that, that fall weather, walking to a fair yeah. that's still homegrown, that's just a throwback. It's just, it, has, it's, it hasn't really changed in time. But J- Jeff's mead, I, you know, I've been drinking different mead right now. I wish that, that meat, his meat is still superior. A lot of meat you've, been buying, you've been buying other meads from other places? Buying other meads, just trying it. And it's just not From even, where? From where? It's like meads at the, at the liquor stores, you know? Okay. Some of them are wicked high proof. Um, but they're just that, not... That, a, blue, that blueberry vanilla one that we had with them was spectacular. With, with the, there was the Motown filling? Yeah, the one that, lo- that, like, that looks purple and tastes just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. That, that is... He should... That is like so unique and marketable i mean his, his meads because those meads are lower alcohol are you know yeah, yeah. which is amazing about it I, I saw him he's at the uh one of the, the fairs in winchester i think he was at winchester he was up in tuxbury homecoming you know a few weeks ago yeah, for his he should, own. Be, he should get in lexington i mean selling that that stuff is crazy that's good <laughs> yeah so those that don't know we uh we had we had um jeff and Nudie on our uh, bedford podcast uh Pretty early on, actually. So the business makes, is booming. Yes, and, he, uh, has, he has his own hives. He makes his own honey, and he makes his own mead, um, which is great. We should, yeah, all good. Uh, other quick hitters, Dave. The, the Patriots won. Not that I really watched too much of it. That was a nice surprise. Barely held on. Uh, the Red yeah, Sox. They, Red Sox are still playing somehow, but no one's watching. Yep. Um, Roger Federer retiring. You a tennis fan? 
I follow tennis. I can't say that I knew he's retiring. I know that. Uh, that's, that's a that's a big deal. He's a uh, you know one of the all time greats, if not one of the greatest ever. He's no he's no beyond board, but he'll do. He's no beyond board, yeah. And then uh, you know, big big international break for soccer coming up. So the pause in club uh, competitions. U.S. will be playing uh, Japan and Saudi Arabia. One of those games is in Germany. One of those games is in Spain, and that's the last set of friendlies before the World Cup kicks off in two months, which I find very exciting. So other than that, not much going on this week in the sports world. In the sports world, your sports world, you're playing basketball again. Yeah, I didn't play last night, so it wasn't, wasn't feeling too hot. No, but I played uh, last Sunday over in Concord, and um, you know, again, made approximately half my shots for the first night back in a while, which I was very excited about, and uh, made a nice reverse layup, which I didn't see coming. And Reverse layup? I think I, I think I made one three, but probably took a few more than that. Um, like the professor. Good. Ever see that professor? The guy on like Instagram or video? what's his real name? You know what his real name is? Um, is he was he your other roommate in college? What's his real name? His uh, name? Grayson Bouchard, not related to Jen and Ryan Bouchard, but yeah, I've seen Grayson stuff. That guy's crazy. I mean, he, yeah, he actually, I was I was watching on Netflix one of those. Um, there's a they made a short about the um about like and one the brand. Yeah, back yeah. in the nineties, and Grayson Bouchard didn't realize was an was an original like and one guy, back when they went on the, like, went, went on like the mixtape tour, huh. probably when probably when I was uh, finishing up in high school, or going to college, and he's been making Facebook and YouTube videos ever since. It's ridiculous, you know. He do, that, what's his profession? Basketball. Guy? I think he's a professional basketball showman. You know, I don't know what else he's doing, but he's making a lot of videos. I know you think he got injured two years ago and like tore his ACL and. Easy. Um, but he's uh, you watch that stuff. It's really, it always pops up on my Facebook, you know, reels because I'm like, oh yeah, I like sports. So, and uh, and and last but not least, the Russia Shana coming, dude. Russia Shana countdown six days. You ready for the? You ready for the reckoning? I am. I am. Yeah. I'm ready. Um, looking back, looking forward to being back in synagogue with more people, not as many as the old days, and more than last year. Um, but just it's a meaningful time for us we'll be with some friends and family um and yeah looking forward to it yourself so 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 yeah it's, i mean i'm excited it should be it should be a <clears throat> nice weather hopefully and um a couple of good nights eat, eating around and having family and get your apples and honey all ready to go your apples good luck i think i think i think james might be coming home i don't know what could he, he's off monday and tuesday maybe maybe he's coming home for dinner Eat some I don't know. Yeah. So I should get some. I should get some honey from from Mister Venuti. So Bliss Point Meadery. Should. You should. Bliss, you should get Bliss some. Bliss Point Meadery. Get some. Get some mead. That's a good idea. Some honey. Some apples. Actually, the the the, the mead rushes on the time is an opportunity for Jeff. It's a little bit late, you know. I but, know. Um, we should be pushing that. We should have had him. We should have had him. Had him. Had had him on as a rushes on a honey situation, but. Uh, Shit, that that boat may have sailed, you know. Next, there's you know what this next year is five seven eight four. Next year is fifty seven eighty three. Well, this year, well, this is where it's about yeah. to be fifty seven eighty. Oh, you oh, so you want to have them on next August? Yes, yeah, oh, all right, all right, all right. I once wrote a, a very witty blog post about about honey and Russian. It was called Hive Hive to Table, yeah. like for and, and like just. Actually, wasn't that good, but I thought it was clever when I wrote it, like most things. Um, so whatever. And also, I'm trying to trying to write something this week about Rosh Hashanah, which is sort of new and not trite, but also not like totally corny. 
Mm-hmm. And when you've written a lot about things over the years, trying to find a new angle is going to be hard. So I'm trying to thread the needle here of like, what's something clever I can say about Rosh Hashanah, which has not been said by me or others. So wish me luck uh, as I try to tap something out that's relevant and interesting. And I, I, I have put, um, it up, put it up later. After hearing you speak last night, I have the utmost, in reading what you just had written about your trip to Israel, I have the utmost faith in you. And that you will write something. Well, you know, when 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 it comes from the hat and that uh, experience and talking about you was uh, was easy. You know, for sure it was easy. I will say Elizabeth really helped me make that speech a lot better. So I really appreciate her help with nice. that. Um, and uh, you know, when 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 you know when you know what you want to say, it's always easy. You know, and that that makes the whole thing easier. So Once we'll see what happens. I'm like I'm like one big easy button to talk about. Sure, okay. sure, sure. <laughs> All right, and this weekend, so you're you're home this weekend, and then heading into Rosh You're going away for a couple so, days. What are you doing? So I'm working working this weekend, so yeah. we're around. Yeah. Um, Rosh Hashanah Monday, Tuesday, followed by Yom Kippur the following week, as it as it may. We're definitely around. You guys probably have sports, sports, and more sports. I don't even know what we're doing, dude. We got a lot. We got a lot going on, but it's fine. But I think we're I think we're clear from Sunday through Tuesday, which is nice. So really? hopefully, make some space and enjoy the moment and the celebration and uh, again hopefully see james for a little bit but if not no we'll be all right because he's he's got no school he's got no school monday tuesday right and then the following yeah my, so i assume he's done with class friday he's off until wednesday you know brandon so he'll, he'll be off he'll have like another five days off and you know for uh sukkot shminat sarat sukkot and yom kippur so he'll be he'll be fine but you know they, they front load the work he's had a lot of orgo already a lot of work a lot of tests but uh you know james smart kid flying high so What's his, major at, what's his major at Brandeis? You think we're still looking at chemistry, bud? Sacre bleu. Awesome. Sacre bleu. So, well, all, the kids, all the kids are good, thank goodness. And, uh, and great and great to see yours last night. So go go us dads. Yeah, it's nice to see you. Had, yeah, not, we had all the Gellers, Geller girls in one place last night, which is very nice. All right. Well, listen, Dave, Shana Tava to you. Mazal Tov again on your honor. It's great thank to you. honor you. And... Um, We'll get we'll get everyone back. Uh, you know, probably not next week, but maybe in two weeks we'll be back for episode seventy eight, and uh, maybe we'll do maybe a midweek or a non chag recording of another pod sometime between now and then. Awesome, awesome to see you. Thanks again last for last night. Your word, your kind words have lifted me up. <laughs> All right, all right, guys. We'll see everyone later, and uh, happy New Year. Have a great week, and we'll see you next time. What Do We Know is written by Dan Broskell and Dave Geller and produced by Terry Samaras from Lex Media and Lexington, Mass. Our theme music is from Joey Freeman, whose music you can find on SoundCloud. We'll see you next time.